It's the dictionary. Hi, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. I am your host, Spencer, and I am, oh, just ecstatic, ecstatic that you are here today uh, following me on this journey of edutainment as I read through the dictionary and hopefully make it a little bit fun and entertaining and um, and educational, of course. We got to be educational. Um, so... Uh, I'm, I'm trying a new thing. I have some throat coat tea with me, um, and so I'm, I think I want to get into a better habit of having that before and during recording, maybe help, help smooth my throat out a little bit, um, instead of something like coffee with a bunch of sugar and stuff. So we'll see, we'll see how this throat coat thing works. Uh, this is a take two for this episode. I, Started to record it last week, and uh, by the way, today is uh, December 5th, 7.22 a.m. I started to record it last week, and I I don't think I was totally in the right headspace, and also um, some stuff distracted me, so I had to stop what I was doing. So, let's give it another go. Um, you know, I could have just, you know, added on to where I left off, but I, I wasn't really feeling it. Uh, so let's, let's see, let's see how this time, let's see how this one goes. The first word in this episode is entire. The second form of entire, E-N-T-I-R-E, noun from 1597, number one is archaic, and it's the whole, the whole thing, W-H-O-L-E, the synonym is entirety. Um, I mean, I, it doesn't seem archaic to me. I guess it's archaic because when we talk about the whole thing, we talk about the entirety. We don't say the entire when we're saying it as a noun. So I guess using it as entire opposed to entirety would be archaic. It still, it still means the whole thing, all the stuff, everything. There's just one of the entire things. Uh, number two, the synonym is stallion. Uh, so like a horse, we're talking about a horse here, a male horse, I guess. Um, and so they call, they they call a male horse the entire, oh, that, that stallion. Ooh, oh, look at that stallion there. He's got the entire package. He's got all the stuff. All of those lady horses love that stallion because he's, he's the whole thing. The entire, I don't know what the connection is to horses there. Okay, let's do a sound effect. Uh, I'm gonna do. It's a it's a little little bit of a harsh whistle. I'll try and chill it out. The next word word is entirely, adverb from the 14th century, uh, and so number one is to the full or entire extent. The synonym is completely. So when this podcast is done. I will have done it entirely. <laughs> Enti- it's kind of a weird word to say. Uh, I will have recorded the whole thing entirely and finished it up completely. As in, we have an example. Uh, we have a couple examples, actually. I agree entirely. That thing that you said that was so smart and accurate, I agree entirely. Um, also, you are 
entirely welcome. You have um, my full extent of welcomeness. Uh, you are entirely welcome. I can't give you any more welcomeness. Please, come into my house. You are entirely welcome, because you're cool. Number two is, to the exclusion of others, uh, the synonym is solely, and the example is entirely by my own efforts. Um, so it's interesting because entirely, entire can mean all of the stuff, everything. But in this case, you're talking about I'm the whole thing. I did it all by myself. Nobody else helped. Uh, this is this is all me. Um, entirely by my own efforts. Now, I could say that I'm doing this podcast entirely on my own efforts. In some extents, that's true because I'm recording and hosting and editing and all those things. But, 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 there's always a but behind us. Uh, I have guests uh, and I talk to people and people give me ideas. So I can't take entirely all the credit for this. I can take most of the credit. But no, there are other people in my life. Um, and um, I think that there are very few things in life that we do entirely by our own efforts. Uh, yeah, sure, there are some things. Um, but I think that other people play an important part of your lives more than you probably realize. And so nothing is really entirely by your own efforts, is it? I don't know. I, I cooked that food entirely by my own efforts. Well, but did I grow it? Uh, I went and probably bought it. Did I make the seasonings? Did I make the pan? Did I? No. No, I didn't do it all by myself. All by myself. Entirety is next. This is a noun from 1548. One, the state of being entire or complete. I am whole, I am complete, so I am in a, in a state of entirety. Number two, the synonyms are sum total, which is two words, and whole, W-H-O-L-E. The sum total, the whole, the, all the stuff is the entirety. Next is entitle. This is where we get into an interesting world in title. This is a transitive verb from the 14th century. One, to give a title to, the synonym is designate. So if somebody is becoming, uh, they, they're getting a title of any kind. Oh, I don't know. Uh, president, senator, chairperson, principal, teacher. There's lots of titles. Doctor, um, dentist, if you're getting one of those titles, you are being entitled because you're getting the title. And I'm going to have a bit of my tea. But oh my God, it is so hot. This tea says you got to boil the water. I boiled the water and I put it in the thing like, oh, I don't know, an hour ago. Uh, and it's still so hot. Now, I was leaving the top closed. Can you see the the thing, uh, but I should probably leave it open so it can cool down a bit, but oh, my my mouth can't handle the boiling water. Uh, okay, entitle, designate, number two, to furnish with proper grounds for seeking or claiming something. Okay, this is when it gets interesting. You are 
furnishing with proper grounds. So if you are entitling somebody, you are giving them the proper grounds, the legal right maybe, uh, to seek or claim something, to get something for themselves. As in the example, this ticket entitles the bearer to free admission. We all love a free admission to any place, a movie, a carnival, the a museum. We, we love these free tickets. Uh, free, f- uh, free pass out of jail. Don't, don't cross go. <laughs> Not at all how that phrase goes. Um, and so this, the ticket is the thing that is entitling the person to the free admission, uh, because it is furnishing them. It is giving them, uh, uh the proper grounds. I have this ticket, so I have the proper grounds, uh, to seek or claim something. And the thing that I am seeking or claiming is to be allowed into this place for no dollars. No dollars are coming out of my pocket. You get no dollars from me, but you get this lovely ticket, and that's everybody's favorite. Um, But of course, there are lots of other examples. They're not all about tickets. There's lots of other things. Um, Let's look at the etymology. I mean, it's basically from the Latin uh, in plus titulus, which means title. So it started off as getting a title, a, na- a title to your name, uh, but then it became this other thing where you are claiming something, getting something. Now, let's talk more about that. <whistles> Entitlement. Noun from 1942. 1A, the state or condition of being entitled, and the synonym is right. I have a right to go walk down the street. I am entitled. I have entitlement to walk down the street. You can't stop me. Unfortunately, there are some people who feel like they don't have entitlement. They don't have a right to do certain things just because of where they live and what they look like. And that's bullhickey, in my opinion. Uh, Technically, legally, they do have a right to do those things. But, you know, because of culture and society... Uh, things have gotten a little bit messed up. Hopefully, they're less messed up than they used to be. Uh, but some people, you know, they they have a they live a certain life, and I think you get what I'm trying to say, without actually saying it. <laughs> okay, Spencer, let's move on. One B, a right to benefits specified especially by law or contract. Uh, and so this is where you are getting these benefits. There are these, well, we're going to talk more about it in the next definition, but um, a right to benefits. If So if I have entitlement, I will get these things, these benefits. I will get uh, maybe it's money or maybe it's uh, discounts, those types of things. Now, here we go. Number two, a government program providing benefits to members of a specified group. Also, funds supporting or distributed by such a program. So the program is the entitlement program, and then the things that they are giving out to the people, the benefits, those are also, those would be the entitlements. Uh, And so uh, they give benefits to people of a specific group. What might those groups be? Well, it depends on the program. So here I have a list of some Entitlement programs, uh, at least here in America, I'm sure there are lots of other entitlement programs in other countries around the world. Um, But let me read you some of these. 
Uh, we've got Medicaid, SNAP. What does this one say? Temporary Assistance for Needy Families, Medicare, Welfare, Unemployment Insurance, Head Start, Children's Health Insurance Program. Um, where do we leave off? Uh, SSI. What's that one? Supplemental Security Income. Uh, Social Security Disability Insurance. Uh, where are we? Community Services. They only have... I have to click on the thing to see the whole name. Community Services Block Grant. WIC, W-I-C. Pell Grant. LIHEAP? I don't know how to say that. L-I-H-E-A-P. Earned Income Tax Credit, Child Tax Credit, Disability Benefits, Social Services Block Grant, National School Lunch Program. Yes, kids need to eat food in the middle of the day. Senior Community Service Employment Program, uh, the Emergency Food Assistance Program, Social Insurance. Okay, so... You are probably familiar with a lot of these to some level. I'm familiar to some level with a lot of these. Um, so there's a specific group in each of these that gets benefits. So like Medicare, I think that's for older people. Medicaid, that's for people who uh, don't have a lot of money or have no money. It's it's medical insurance. Uh, welfare, also people who I think have not a lot of money. I don't know the specifics. Uh, Pell Grant, I think, is for school, for people who don't have a lot of money. Child tax credit is if you get a child, if you get a child, you get a tax credit. Uh, so, so many different things. And this is unfortunately a very political thing. Some people agree with them. Some people don't. Um, and, you know, I feel like in the culture that we live in, where some people have a lot and some people don't have a lot, I feel like it is probably the duty of the government to help out the people because otherwise if if it weren't for this there would be an even bigger gap between the rich and the poor um that's kind of what a lot of this ends up being is is uh, it's a lot about money it's not all about money but it's a lot about money and i think these are these are good services now does that mean that there are some people who probably take more advantage of them than they probably should sure I'm sure that happens. But in general, uh, there are people who, based on a wide variety of circumstances, uh, need some help. And if they can maybe be a part of one of these programs and get to a place where they can then uh, not need the program, I think that's great. Now, they're not all going to be like that, probably. But um, yeah, I think, it's, I think it's a good thing. And uh, there's also... There's also other stuff about entitlement, like, you know, oh, these young kids today, oh, these young kids today, they, they feel so entitled, they, they deserve all the stuff. Well, you know, kids kids are still trying to figure out the world, and they don't always know what's what's going on, and they're, they're learning just like the rest of us learned. I'm sure when we were young, the old people thought we were entitled. It's a, every generation, it's going to be like that, all oh, these kids today, ah, rah, rah, um, so yeah, just entitle entitlement. It's a very interesting concept, and there's there's a lot of lot of things to talk about. So you know what? You should go talk about this with the people you know and learn about it. So I will put a link in the show notes for probably this link here. I see this uh, federal safety net. Uh, it's all about entitlement programs, and you can read all about them and learn about them and see what you think 
um, about them. I don't know. This looks like a weird website, maybe. Maybe I'll find a different one. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it. Oh, here's here's a government website. That's probably a good one to use. All right. Have we talked enough about entitlement? Entitlement? Um, there is one more definition. So no, we have not finished talking about it. It is belief that one is deserving of or entitled to certain privileges. And that's kind of what I was saying about these kids today. Uh, you believe that you deserve something. And again, that's that's up for debate, you know, depending on who you are and what you think you deserve. Um, I'm going to agree or disagree with that. Um, do you deserve food? Yes. Do you deserve a gold mansion? Probably not. Do you want one? Sure, maybe you want one. But I don't think you're entitled to a gold mansion. And what are the logistics of that? That just seems that's not going to work out so well. Okay, a lot about entitlement. Like I said, big topic. And I've said probably some incorrect things and maybe some dumb things, but I've, I've, I've heard other smarter people talk about this. And I feel like, oh, it's like, it's an interesting thing. It's an interesting thing to think about and talk about. Entitlement. Next word. Entity is next. This is a noun from 1596. 1A. Synonyms are being and existence. Ooh, especially independent, separate, or self-contained existence. Independent existence, separate existence, or self-contained existence. Existence in its own little world. It's one little thing. It's an entity. I am an entity. You are an entity. In this three-dimensional world here on Earth, we are all separate, independent entities. Um... Beings, existence, existence and beings, does that, I don't know if that, anyway, 1B, 1B, the existence of a thing as contrasted with its attributes, the existence of a thing as contrasted, so it has attributes, okay, so what is, so what does an entity have, uh, it has, it has a personality, it has, um, a soul, maybe, possibly, a spirit, um, what are some other attributes that an entity has? Well, the entity is not its attributes. It's its entity. I don't know of more specifics than that. I mean, my brain obviously first goes to humans, living things, animals, and the attributes, like the personality would be something that's not a physical thing, but it's an attribute of the entity. But the entity is maybe the, the physical thing, and the personality is a separate thing. Mm, I don't know. This is an interesting thing to talk about. Um, yeah. Wonder if I. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know other examples of that. Um, yeah. The existence of a thing as contrasted with its attributes. Hmm. Okay. Number two, something that has separate and distinct existence and objective or conceptual reality. Something that has separate and distinct existence and objective or conceptual reality. And 
my conceptual reality just broke. I'm not entirely sure what to do with that. I, you know, I'm sure it's not that complicated, but I just, how is it, how is it different than what we've already read? Yeah, something that has separate and distinct existence. Just like, just like us, we have a separate and distinct existence. We are separate entities. I mean, also, like, my phone is an entity. My tea mug is an entity. Sure, why not? Number three, an organization as a business or governmental unit that has an identity separate from those of its members. I don't know. I feel like this gets into the whole conversation of corporations are people (laughs) and they have legal rights just like people do, which I I get only to a certain extent. Um, And so, yes, but, I mean, you know, businesses are entities. Um, Sports teams are entities. They They are their own entity and they are separate from the sports team members. So, Sports team members can go and be a part of this sports program, this football team. But then they leave. But the sports team still stays in contact. And, you know, over maybe 20 years, uh, it's a whole new team. They've All people have come and gone. And then they got a whole new bunch of members. But the sports team is still there. They're still in the same city. But then they can move cities. But the sports team, they're still, they're still the... Albuquerque albatrosses. <sighs> entities. Let's see. Anything else about entities? We can look at the etymology. Uh, let's see. This is from uh, Latin ent or ens, which means existing thing. Um, it says from coined preposition of s e s s e, which means to be. And there's more at the word is. Like, that is awesome. And so, yeah, it's all about uh, existing thing. To be. Ooh, we, we to be. We be. We are. We exist. Yes, the whole idea of existence just hurts my brain. <whistles> Next is ento prefix. And it just says see ent. E-N-T, which, uh, when was that? That was a handful of episodes ago. Uh, that's the one that's all about inner and within. Ento or ent. So now we are going to see some ento words, uh, which are related to the insides of things. We have entoderm. Noun from 1879. The synonym is endoderm with a D. And uh, endodermal is an adjective. So it's the same thing. Endoderm, endoderm, it's all the same. Let's see. Uh, So that was endoderm. Next is... Intoil. Transitive verb from 1581. Synonyms are entrap and enmesh. So if you are enmeshed in a thing... Entrapped in a thing, you can also be called entoiled. I'm entoiled in my blanket. <laughs> Next is another prefix, um, entom or entomo. I don't know exactly how you say this, but it means insect. 
And yes, we're going to see um, a longer word related to insects coming up real soon. Uh, where, but there's another, there's an example, entomorphagus, entomor, ento, entomophagus. Let's see, uh, the word's right here. I can look at the actual pronunciation, entomophagus. That's it, entomophagus. Something about insects. Next is, uh, this is an abbreviation, entom or entomol, E-N-T-O-M, or you can put in uh, an O-L at the end, and it means entomological or entomology. It's about insects, the little creepy crawlies that are also very cool. Next is entomb. Transitive verb from 1565, 1. To deposit in or as if in a tomb. This synonym is bury. Burying a dog is burying the bones in the yard. It's entombing the bones in the dirt, in the soil, below the grass. Entomb. I don't ever want to be entombed while I am alive. 2. To serve as a tomb for. So to serve as a tomb for. So I guess if a if a if a, if, a, if, a, if, a, if, a, if a if there's a coffin, the coffin is the tomb for the thing. It is entombing the thing that's inside of it. I guess, yeah, entombment. That is a noun. Um, I mean, I don't think we need to see the etymology because it's pretty clear. Next is entomofauna. Entomofauna. Let me just make sure I got the pronunciation right. I think I do. Uh, yeah. Entomofauna. Okay. Well, it's the prefix uh, entomo. Yeah. E-N-T-O-M-O. Uh, and then the word fauna. F-A-U-N-A. Noun from 1951. A fauna of insects. And also, the insects of an environment or region. So we talk about the flora and the fauna of an area, of an environment. And the flora are the plants that live in that environment. And the fauna are the living creatures that live in that environment. So the fauna of an area could be made up of all insects. You lift up a rock uh, um, on the dirt, on the soil... And the, f the fauna might be a whole bunch of insects. And then the flora would be maybe tiny little, uh, maybe grass or other tiny little plants. It's a very tiny environment to us, but not to them. Entomofauna. Yeah, it's just the, the all the insects in an area. Hmm. <whistles> Entomology is next. Noun from 1766, a branch of zoology that deals with insects. It's a branch of zoology. So zoology, I guess, is the study of just all the animals, all the animals. But specifically, this one, entomology, is all about the insects. Um, it is not etymology, because that's about words. And this one's about bugs. Uh, let's see. Anything else? Entomological is an adjective. 
entomologically is an adverb. Entom- I just make sure I'm saying this word right. Um, an entomologist is a noun. The entomologist is studying the insects, the entomos. Well, okay, well, why, why is this word, why does it mean insect? Uh, let's look. It is from French, entomologie, from Greek, entomon, which means insect. That's, that's all it is. The Greek word entomon means insect. Um, ooh, interesting. It's from the neutral uh, entomos, which means cut up. So does that mean they got the word insect because they were cutting them up, trying to study them, see what's going on on the inside of the insects? And so that's interesting. That is from N plus temnin, which means to cut. Yeah, it looks like the Greek word for insect all comes from cutting them up. Why? How? I don't know. Uh, there's more at the word tome, T-O-M-E. And I don't know enough about that. I'm I'm trying not to whistle too loud. I I I feel like these are very bad whistles, and I'm I'm trying. I I need to pull the mic the mic back when I whistle. Okay, next word. Here we go with the example from the insect prefix, entomophagus, e n t o m o p h a g o u s. Adjective from circa 1847, feeding on insects. So. Um, there are animals that feed on insects, and so I guess they would be called entomophagus. Uh, when the cicadas come out every number of years, uh, a lot of animals, like dogs and other animals, will just eat the crap out of those dead cicadas on the ground. So I guess they would be called entomophagus. Entomophagus. Entomophagy. Entomophagy. Noun from 1975. The practice, oh, here we go, the practice of eating insects. So yes, some of those animals would be practicing eating insects when they eat insects, but also many humans like to eat insects. I am not one of those humans, uh, but there are lots of humans who do or who are willing to try them. Uh, And so uh, they would be doing the practice of eating insects. That would be some Entomophagy. I don't think I have ever eaten an insect in my life, at least on purpose. Trying to think. I mean, you know, sometimes you can get like crickets as a candy or certain candies that have an insect inside of it. Um, I remember somebody somebody went to a candy convention and brought some a bunch of candy to our office, and in there was like uh, crickets. I think there was like ranch flavored crickets. And I, of course, said, no, no, thank you. But there were a couple other people who had them. Uh, Yep. I cannot support it because I just find it odd. Uh, But, you know, that's me. And it's also a very cultural thing. In some cultures, they're they're all about eating the insects. And uh, there is no entomophagy in my life. Entomophilus is next. Entomophilus? E-N-T-O-M-O-P-H-I-L-O-U-S. Adjective from 1880. It's going to be something to do with insects. I sure hope it does. Normally pollinated by insects. Uh, It says compared to zoophilic. 
So Entomophilus is normally pollinated by insects. So a lot of flowers are normally pollinated by insects. They would be called Entomophilus flowers. But I guess some flowers would be zoophilic. Does that mean that they would be uh, normally pollinated by non-insects, by other animals? Uh, maybe some animals, maybe when they brush up against the, the plant, the pollen gets on their fur, and then they walk, and then it gets it falls off. I'm um, trying to think of some other examples. Birds, probably, are uh, helping to pollinate some plants. Um, so yeah, if it's usually pollinated by insects, it would be entomophilus. There is no etymology. I mean, we uh, we know the first part is all about insects, but we don't know what the rest of it is about. Uh, Entomophily is a noun. Last word. Entoproct. Entoproct? Entoproct. E-N-T-O-P-R-O-C-T. Noun from 1940. Any of a phylum of chiefly marine animals that are very similar to bryozoans, but lack a true coelom and have the anus located near the mouth inside a crown of tentacles. Ooh, a crown of tentacles. Mouth and anus hanging out together. Okay, okay. The um, the phylum name is Entoprocta. Um... And this word is from ent plus the Greek word proctos, which means anus. Or maybe it's just fun to say anus. Uh, and so this it has the ent prefix, which is meaning within. So does that mean that the anus is within itself? It's it's chiefly marine. They're very similar to Bryza, but lack a true seal and have the anus located near the mouth. Now, I don't know exactly why it means that the anus is on the inside, that's look that looks like what this name means, but I will post a link in the show notes for Entoproct, uh, and so you can learn more about them. And maybe I should post uh, maybe a picture on the social media for an example of one of these animals, so you can see what it looks like. And maybe it'll point out the mouth and the anus and the crown of tentacles. Uh, starfish. I feel like maybe starfish would be and to prox. Um, there are no, there's no, there's no examples. They don't give any examples of what these, what these guys are. Okay. Now, most of these words uh, did not have anything to do with the inside. We had the ento, uh, the ento prefix, but a lot of them were about insects, and that's a whole other etymology. So maybe, maybe in the next episode, nope. There, we don't have any more inside words. I'm sorry. Um, well, maybe one. Possibly one. I don't know. I guess we'll find out tomorrow in the next episode. Okay, now I need to pick a word of the episode. We had entire, entirely, entirety, entitle, entitlement, entity, ento, entoderm, entoil, entum, also entum or entomol, entomb, Entomophana, ent- I don't know how to say this word, entomophana, <laughs> entomology, entomophagus, entomophagy, entomophilus, and entoproct. 
Okay, well, you know, insects are great. They're very important to the world. But uh, I think I'm just going to pick entitlement as the word of the episode. Um, I think mainly just because I think that overall these entitlement programs are really great. And as I have said many times before, and I will say many times again, I am not an expert on these things. I only follow the political world the tiniest little bit, not enough to really know anything. So I have to be transparent about that. But from my standpoint, it seems like these are very good programs. And if you don't think that they are needed, I would like to know why. Feel free to email me, message me on the social media. I would be curious to hear your reasons. Are we either? Is either of us right? We'll never know. But I'm just saying my opinion because I have the microphone. Um, okay, that's it. That's the that's the word part of the show. And because it's part of my uh, my habit, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you about another movie I watched. Uh, I haven't done this in a little while. I've been very busy at work. I haven't haven't recorded much. Um, so where? the hell did I leave off? Um, I think I left off with uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, if I didn't mention, I'll, I'll, I'll mention too. Uh, this was the 30th anniversary. October of 2023 was the 30th anniversary of The Nightmare Before Christmas, one of my favorite movies of all time. So we went and we saw it in the theater. They released it for the 30th. They didn't do anything special. I was really hoping they would add some bloopers or things like that, but we didn't get any of that stuff. But it was real fun to see it in the big screen again. Um, And then the next one is Host. Oh, yes. This is a short movie. It's like 55, 56 minutes. It's a horror movie made during the pandemic. It was really one of those first... Uh, first pandemic movies, and they everybody recorded on their own with phones and microphones, and it's very good and effective if you like the horror movies. And it all takes place on a on a Zoom call. Okay, that's it. Thank you very much for listening and watching. Of course, watch this on YouTube if you want to see the visual. Uh, and until next time, this is Spencer dispensing information. Goodbye. Thank you.